Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Understanding Locke. In this episode we'll be looking at paragraphs 17 and 18 in his essay Concerning Human Understanding. So we begin paragraph 17 with Locke's idea of the self. He says the self is that conscious thinking thing, whatever substance made up of, which is sensible or conscious of pleasure and pain, capable of happiness or misery, and so is concerned for itself as far as that consciousness extends. This is Locke's idea of what the self is. He then goes on to use an example of a finger. So he says, thus everyone finds that whilst comprehended under that consciousness, the little finger is as much a part of himself as what it is most so. Upon separation of this little finger, should this consciousness go along with the little finger and leave the rest of the body, it is evident the little finger would be the person, the same person and the self would have nothing to do with the rest of the body. As in the case it is the consciousness that goes along with the substance, then one part is separate from another, which makes the same person and constitutes this inseparable self. So it is in reference to substance remote in time. So he is suggesting here that if we separate our finger from our body and our consciousness goes along with a little finger, the finger is now the person, no longer the body. So the finger, if it contains the consciousness that was originally in the whole body, the finger is now the person and the body is no longer the person. So he says further down, that with which the consciousness of this present thinking thing can join itself makes the same person and is one with it oneself with it and with nothing else and so attributes to itself and owns all the actions of that thing as it owns as far as that consciousness reaches and no further as everyone who will reflect will perceive so again he's reiterating that the consciousness of the finger is the same one that was in the body so again just to re-explain we have our consciousness in our whole body and then if we cut off our finger and our consciousness goes in with that finger and sort of, I guess, leaves the body, that finger is now the person and the consciousness of that finger was the same one that was in the whole body. We then move on to paragraph 18 where Locke starts to look at the idea of how this would affect reward and punishment. So, the paragraph itself is in this personal identity is founded all the right and injustice of reward and punishment, happiness and misery being that for which everyone is concerned for himself and not mattering what becomes of any substance not joined to or affected with that consciousness. For it is evident in the instance I gave but now, if the consciousness went along with the little finger when it was cut off, that would be the same self which was concerned for the whole body yesterday, as making part of itself those actions, then it cannot be admitted until it is own now. So in this paragraph, Locke is suggesting that the cut-off finger from the previous example, so that finger that now has consciousness, and is now a person, is responsible for the past actions of the whole body before it was removed because it has the continuity of consciousness. 
So uh, because the body and consciousness has now gone into the finger and it's the same consciousness, that finger as a person is now responsible for the past actions of that whole body. So if I consciously went out and ran someone over in my car and then I cut my finger off and my consciousness goes into that finger, the finger is responsible for when my body uh, ran over somebody in the car. Locke ends the paragraph by saying, though if the same body should still live and immediately from the separation of the little finger knew nothing, it would not all be connected, concerned for it as part of itself or could own any of its actions or have any of them imputed. So if, however, if the fingerless body, so my body without its finger, knew nothing, once it separated from the finger in consciousness, it could not be held accountable for any of its past actions. So in the same way, my finger with the consciousness in it is now responsible for the past actions of the whole body. Once the finger and the consciousness have been removed from the body, that fingerless body is no longer responsible or could be held accountable for any of its past actions.